In Tullamarine and Thomastown, you're tuned to 98.9 Northwest FM. That's right, 98.9 Northwest FM, your car talk with Maddie J. So glad you can join me tonight. Tonight we're talking about future classics. Um, what are your future classics? Send us a text um, on 0447779789. That's 0447779789. Let us know what your favourite future classics are. I'm joined in the studio by um, Alan and uh, Julian. How are you going, guys? Uh, good. It's nice to be back. How you doing? It's nice to be on. Oh, no worries. I guess you've officially scraped the bottom of the barrel for guests. <laughs> but hey. Oh, well, you I'm know, here. as I said, whoever, whoever wants to, whoever asks wants to come on, they're I'm more than happy to um, to talk cars with them. Um, but by all means, your first time is your first time on the radio. or You've been on the radio once before. Uh once or twice before. Yep. Um That didn't last long. <laughs> Some would say one night. Uh, but yeah, no, it's not the first time. It's good to be on here. That's good. And, and Alan, of course, your second time on, on on this show, actually. Yeah, and I'm um, ready to take the title for the uh, the quiz. <laughs> for the quiz. Ooh, the illustrious quiz. The, the illustrious quiz, because um, you, you were beaten by your good mate, Falk. Yes, I was. He stole a point off me. <laughs> I stole one off him, to be fair. But... To be fair, yeah. Fair call, fair call. Um, going for the title tonight. Yes, I am. Hopefully, um, hopefully I get it. Hopefully, hopefully you get it. If well, I don't, I'll be back. If I do, I'll still be back. Yeah, you, you'll be back regardless because you, you're, you're a good car guy, and I always like to have some good car guys on here. Um, thank you, thank you. Yeah, and, and to Julian, he's a he's a car guy of of small stature. He has but a he, car. He has a car. Um, I do. It has wheels, which is good, which is a good start. Um, and he has a license. He's like, that, that's good as well, I suppose. Yeah. No, well, he's look. From what I know from Julian, he's. He's he's got a fair idea of, of of the car scene and and what's going on. So um, boy, am I going to prove you wrong? Today. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, have to, we'll have to see about that. Um, we're going to be obviously playing some music tonight, guys. So um, stay tuned for the next hour. You're going to because we're we're going to be we're, we're going to be talking just just future classics tonight. Um, and after us was just we got Stratos coming on for um, Street Hustle. So but but stay stay tuned for that. But anyway, we'll um we'll we'll jump we'll jump into it. So um future classics um. What defines a future classic for you, Alan? Uh, well, it's not a car that you necessarily know is going to become a future classic. It's, you know, there's a lot of cars that just pop up and eventually there's a massive crowd following. The price jacks up. Everyone loves them. But uh, there are certain cars that, you know, you see around today that you know they'll probably stick around. Yep. That you want one yourself as, you know, today. And um, I think we can gauge from those kind of cars, like, that they will be around in the future. People will want them. They will, you know, go up in the price and everything else. And and, and that's the good thing about a future classic because because when, when they're released um, and, and they get a bit of hype or, 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 they, or they don't get any hype at all, but then they get, you know, really good reviews and say, wow, this is actually a really good car. They sell they, they even even if they smell selling small numbers or large numbers, um, but but people will always remember will, you know will remember a, a good classic car like like a, a car they say hey I, I drove that car about ten years ago bought it new wish I never sold it because it was such a great car and and then they look ten years later down the track as well and the car is back to pretty much what they bought it for so um yeah a, a future classic is always it's always good to look out for what a future classic could be. Um, I, and I'm always on the lookout for them because um, I think there's some great ones on, on my list and I'm, I'm not too sure about your list, guys. But um, I've got, I got a few. But once again, um, we don't advocate going out and buying like 20 cars because <laughs> I don't think that's very feasible. <laughs> no, of course it is. Come on. <laughs> uh, yeah. But um, having said that, um, future classics are a good investment if you know what you're looking for. And tonight we're going to say we're going to say what we think is a good investment for the future. But you can't sue us if we're wrong. If, yeah. Well, if, if we're wrong... Um, don't send a bill our way um, because we, 
actual because it's just advice. It's just advice. It's just what we we personally think will be it will be a be a will be a, will be a, will be a, will be a future classic. Um, and what constitutes to be a future, future classic, as we said, something that we remember and that, that we'll always enjoy. Um, I'm going to say we're going to make it late '80s onwards. Because even 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 like eighties, even like nineties onwards. Now you get some early nineties cars that are considered classics already. Yeah, that's correct. But um, I'll say from like eighty eighty five onwards, um, that'll be our cutoff date for today. Yeah, um, that's a good place because um, it, because otherwise we can get a bit further back and then we can get into some, into some really cool cars. Um, but some cars in the in the eighties are already deemed classics anyway. Exactly. So, so um, so that'd be cheating. Yes, so that would be cheating, but um, <laughs> it's too late to buy them at a good price. At it, it is, it is. It's unfortunately too late to buy them at a good price. Um, but you know, that's all part of the fun in talking about classic cars because um, you, you can, you can, as, you, as we've done before, the thirty k challenge. Um, you know, see what cars we could get for that money and what we, what we think we are, go, are going to go up in value one day. Sorry, ninety eight point nine Northwest FM. You're back on Car Talk with Matty J and Alan and Julian in the studio. Um, so, classic cars, um, well, sorry, future classics, I should be saying. Um, future classics. So, Julian, um, um, you, you're, you're, you haven't said about your car and your car history, so you've got a Mazda 6 at the moment? I do have a Mazda 6, yes. Uh, I think, I believe it's an 06. Yeah, manual? It is manual, yes, 16 manual. Nice. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what else to say. It has four wheels. <laughs> it's as I said before, it's good. I've taken a ride in it. It's pretty, pretty comfortable and nice. Yeah, yeah. Very smooth? You're very smooth. Well, what can I say? Well, I think it might depend on the driver as well. <laughs> Thank you. I am a good driver. Thank you. The clutch, the clutch. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> so, um, you're obviously a fan of Mazdas in general. I do like and, Mazdas, yes. And you're, um, you, said, you said about a classic car, like, a future classic that you could, that's in the Mazda family that you were going to say? Yeah, okay. So, I did a whole lot of research today yeah. for the show, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, so I just came across you know, the Mazda 6 uh, MPS Turbo. Yeah. Uh, it's a 2.3 litre turbo, uh, all-wheel drive. Yep. Uh, see, th- this car can be mistaken just as a normal Mazda 6. However, there's a whole lot more under the under the bonnet than what uh, meets the eye. True, Matty? Definitely. Um, that was going to be one of my choices, actually. I'm a big fan of the Mazda 6 MPS. Um, I was actually looking at buying one before I bought the F6, um, but I couldn't, get, I couldn't find a nice, neat one that I would... But anyway, long story short... It's so a wolf in sheep's clothing. It just looks like you're standing Mazda 6, unless people in the know say, hey, that's an MPS. You know, that's, that, that's cool. Um, they're ridiculously fast, mm-hmm. handle them incredibly. They've got like a Haldex all-wheel drive system happening. Um, really good. Uh, I, I'll quote Jeremy, Jeremy Clarkson when he says um, he's driven 100,000-pound cars that don't drive as good as that. So um, that's, that says a lot of how, mm-hmm. how, good, how well engineered that Mazda 6 MPS was. Great choice, Julian. I'm, I'm a big fan of that car. Thank you, thank you. Um, Alan, all right, so we'll, we'll jump into your list. Um, um we'll, we'll stay in the event of Japanese cars. Yep. Uh, I'd say probably one of the first cars on the list is the Honda S2000. Definitely. I'm not particularly a massive Honda fan, but that is just an incredible car all around. It's, I believe, a two-liter engine. Yep, two-liter. Uh, na- naturally aspirated, and it makes incredible power. It does. And, uh, it's, f- it's faster than my WRX. Yeah. Yeah, tell the truth. It's, I, I don't like to say it, but uh, yeah, a Honda is faster than my WRX. And, uh, or, when you look at the car's body, there has been a facelift, uh, I think it was around 2003, 2004. It, uh, it was a bit later. It was, yeah. it was in the, it came in the AP2. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, the, the, even the earlier models, they don't look dated in today's, yeah, you know, today's world when you see other new cars driving around. Often you'll see cars that you just like, I like these as a kid, but they look terrible now. Yeah. You know, the, um, S2000 definitely still looks like it belongs in this time. It's aged well. Yeah, it's aged very well, and uh, I think it'll continue to age well 
for the next few years at least. And uh, overall, because of its performance and just its following, it holds its um, price pretty well even now. It does. I think we were checking uh, 2003-ish models, or early 2000 models, sorry, for approximately 20000 around that mark. Which is a lot of money. Yeah. Considering that, that car now is a 16-year-old car. Exactly. And when they were new, that was 70-odd K. Yeah. Um, that's pretty good value. Like it's they've held their value very well. Yeah, and I'd imagine they, the value might, at least for the older models, drop a little bit, but it will come back up because people know they're incredible cars. Yeah, and uh, you know, over the years they've been nice Honda, you know, Civic Type R's and everything. The new Type R looks pretty good. It does but it's it's a car that even if you buy it, you know, fifteen more years down the track, it was it's still a good car as long as it's in good condition. Yep. it's still a car you're like, yeah, I I can see myself driving this on the weekend or something like that and I believe that they will begin to appreciate and value over the next few years and then become a classic yeah uh, I, c- I couldn't agree with you more um, I reckon they'll become a classic for a couple of reasons as well here's a bit of trivia for you did you know the S2000 when it first came out the engine the F20C in it um, held the record of the highest output per litre of any na- any naturally aspirated engine that's how good that engine was in that car it's incredible engine. it used to scream to 9000 RPM um, and, you know, and they were quick. They were blistingly, blistingly, oh, I can't say blistingly quick. Nailed it. They, that, that's <laughs> shocking. Um, f- real fast car. They handled them incredibly well. Apparently, like, um, there's only a few suspension setups that you can get for them that make them handle better than factory because they, they were, they were that on point. That was back, that was back when Honda was like really on point, I should say, like back when they were making cars, performance cars. Um, and the S2000, to be honest with you, is still is, is one of my favorite cars. That, that was going to be on my list as well. Um, aged well, and it's just and it's it's if you compare that to an MX5, it's not a hairdresser's car. It actually, looks like a proper sports car. No offense to the MX5 guys, I'm an MX5 fan, so um, but just, just had to state the fact. <laughs> oh, I agree. Um, well, so keeping on the Honda theme, I'll, I'll add one in there. Um, late uh, before the DC5, I took it a lot top of my head. Um, Integra Type R. The, the, the bug-eyed one, the, the, the two-eyed, I forgot it was a DC... Uh, DC2, DC2 Type R, that's it. Um, and that car was basically... One of, they call it the front-wheel drive handling benchmark. Um, great, great little car. Um, that had actually a C-molded chassis compared to the standard Integra because it was actually made for homo- homologation rules. So they had to hom- homologate a certain amount of cars to, to put it racing. So um, they, actually, they actually sold those that many road, road going versions. Um, really fast, still sought after very much today, especially in Japan in the States. Here they haven't appreciated just yet, but I reckon they're just about to explode. I reckon they're about to go nuts. So if you want to get one, get one now. That 1.8 liter in that um, is just an incredible little engine. R- r- revs, to the, revs to the hills and, just, and they don't die. So definitely get on a, on a DC2 Integra. Um, what, 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 in, what about your list? Uh, well, once again on the Japanese... I guess train. Uh, I'd say, really, any model GTR. Yep. Uh, you're even well considering nowadays. If you want an R34, you can pay up to you know eighty to hundred grand uh, compi- complied from Japan. Yep. But uh, there's there's still more value to like I guess increase mm-hmm. from them. And and the other like the R33s and R32s on the other hand, they're not as high up, but they're still climbing. And uh, particularly, I believe the Americans can now get their hands on the R32s. That's right. It's hit the 25-year. Yeah. So uh, eventually, they're going to be able to get their hands on the R33s and the R34s, and the prices are just going to skyrocket from that point because once their market opens up to it, they've got a lot more purchasing power. I guess there's a lot more people there, mm-hmm. and a lot more people want them. 
because um, the earlier grain import crushing incidents that yeah. occurred. So there aren't um, very many there already. And uh, I think once the floodgates open, you're going to be very hard to press to find a clean yep. GTR for a decent price. Well, sorry to interrupt, but um, the 32 GDR, um, that's already f- forget about it now yeah, because I'm because because America can get them. They they just gone. They're just flying up in value. Next will be next will be to 33. So if you want to 33s are at the, the lowest point at the moment. So if you want a 33 GDR, get on one now. They're they're personally my favorite GDR. Everyone didn't like them, but I'm a big fan of the 33. I can they're the best looking one. Um, well, I'd have to disagree. 34 is the best looking one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I have to have, it. We'll have to have a debate on that. Um, but anyway. It's Definitely. got nothing to do with me watching Initial D. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, Initial D, they said, oh, the 33 was crap, but it wasn't. Um, the, the, actually, the 33 GDR was the first GDR I went in and um, loved it. Got hooked ever since. But 33 GDRs are cheap at the moment, so you get on them because 32s are going to get pretty hard to get. 34s are sticking up in the high the high amount, high, high 70-odd thousand. You can get them for about 40, 50. Well, maybe that was a few years ago. A friend of mine bought one for that. But... um. Yeah, GDRs are going through the roof because of the states. Yeah, and now's, I mean, I'd still say now's a bit too late as well, but if you wait any longer, you're probably going to end up paying more, especially if you plan on having this car in your garage for some time. Uh, now's probably a good time to grow it if you can get scrams of funds together. You know, I, I don't see many places approving a $100,000 loan to buy, you know, a, <laughs> a car from 1999 or, you know, around there. So, uh, you know, if you've got some disposable income, why not? Why not? Um, yeah, well, I reckon, I reckon that's, a great, that's a great one because, um, you know, obviously every, everyone, everyone knows what the Skyline is and, and really what made them take off ballistically was the Fast and Furious series. So uh, w- w- we've always known what they were kind of were, but um, the States really never really got, got a chance to enjoy them. So, and now that, they're, that, that, now that they will be, it's, it's going um, to be harder for a lot of people. In Japan, apparently, th- th- especially 32s are just going through the roof. So get one while you can. Um from one from me, uh, first first MR2 AW11. You know the really small boxy ones. Oh yeah, big fan of those. Love those cars. They, they came with the four AGE, same out of the AE86 um, and, the, and the twin cam Corollas. Oh yeah, really um, really really good little car. Big fan of those. They, they actually jumped in value. I remember a few years ago you get it for like five five hundred to a thousand bucks. Now you're looking at ten k. They're they're already up on the increase, and that that's a car from like the late eighties. So if you want one, get one now because you are not going to be able to get one very shortly. Um, and then even that, even the SW20s, the ones that came after it, there's a few around. They're going to be, they're going to be, I reckon, the next thing to blow because they're going to be, um, they're harder to find. Um, they had a bit of a reputation of being Bambi on ice because they were a bit snappy and because uh, because where the where the engine was placed in the back. Um, you get the uh, what is it? Lift off oversteer. Lift just a bit of lift off when you when you go around, but or or well, people were doing jumps like they were doing in Israel D. That, yeah. <laughs> but, um, don't follow what you see in cartoons. Yeah, no, don't. You, you'll break your car. Um, <laughs> but definitely, um, MR2s, uh, AW11s, and SW20s are, the, are about to blow big time. Get on them ASAP. Forget about A86s because they're already gone. Um, the tofu tax on them are like 20k, so forget about it. But if you want something that's got the same engine, and I reckon personally drive better, AW11 or SW20. Uh, what else you got, Alan, in your list? Uh, all right, we'll go to Australian cars because we are in Australia. Yep. And we, we make a few good cars. We do. And uh, I would say uh, straight six Turbo Falcons. Yep. 
you know, anything really after the AUs. The AUs didn't come in turbo sixes, and the AUs are a bit ugly in my opinion. Yeah. I think it's important for a car to look nice for it to become a classic, even though there are a few ugly cars here and there in the classics. Yeah. Uh, I think it certainly helps the car if it looks nice. And um, the BAs and BFs, they've, you know, they're not incredibly well dated, but they still look okay. Yep. And I think they'll continue to look okay. And the FGs, they look pretty much... Yeah, they still they, they still look right. They still look right, exactly. And uh, just the engines that we made were incredible. You yeah, know? They're capable of of crazy amounts of power with you know, minimal mods, exactly. <laughs> and uh, just just generally being bulletproof on regular cars as well. So um, I believe, and especially now that we're ceasing production, and the I guess performance Falcon side is being replaced by the Mustang, uh, and uh, you know some uh, folks. RSS, RSS, yep. If they don't ban it, but since since we are ceasing the production of those cars, you know they'll they'll increase in value eventually, and uh, especially limited editions when you get them, they'll people will certainly like want them afterwards. Especially when people have crashed their own, maybe you know just sold them, crushed them, whatever. Once they reduce in numbers and people are starting to look for them, they're going to rock it up in power, uh, price. And uh, now's perfect time to get one. You can get brand new ones. And uh, if you really want a car for the future that, you know, you can keep and make sure it runs right, it's best to get a brand new car. You know, you know everything that's done to, been done to the engine because you're the one doing it. Hopefully you're not driving it like a madman. <laughs> I mean, if you are, you know, as long as you're taking care of the engine, you know, getting it serviced and everything else, it's if you can get a brand new car that is most likely going to become a classic, there's no, there's nothing really better. And uh, uh, for a good price, the uh, you know, Turbo Falcons are a great way to go, in my opinion. Could not agree more. Um, I, I was, I was going to say that on my list as well. Um, that's the reason why I bought, I bought one. Um, not because of any, not for an investment. I bought it because it's a great car. I bought my F6 because um, there's not many around. There's not many F6s around as well. It's being an, being FPV as well. FPV doesn't ha- doesn't exist anymore. Um, I thought it, I thought it's a it's a and it's a, it's a great car. Um, Power wise, it's fantastic. They handle well. Um, and as I said you don't you don't see them, but that that inline six that inline six turbo is just an incredible motor. Um, even even the non turbo one in the in the standard Falcons like that, they do a million k's. But you're right though. Um, having said that, uh, get one now because I was reading some interviews with John Bell, uh, uh, one of Australia's best racing car drivers, and he he did, he did a lot of work in developing the um, the XS6 turbo and the and the F6 Typhoon, and. Um, Oh, and any of the, the six hundred turbo Fords, and he reckons that for the next classic, he's like, don't just like the the, the B agent and stuff GTs. Yeah, they're cool, but if you want a classic that people are going to want, get on the Turbo Falcons, get on a, get on F six, get on XR six Turbo. Um, they're cheap at the moment. They, they've, I reckon they've hit their lowest point. You're not gonna, you're not going to get them much cheaper. Maybe an XR six Turbo will go a little bit cheaper, but uh, Typhoons have like plateaued. And I've seen some like going up in value. Um, XR six Turbo Sprints, like you just said, um, how they, they want they're the last ones to be released. They're already commending big value online, so like people that have bought, they were like fifty odd k, and now people are selling them like not even a month, a couple months old, seventy odd k. So they've already appreciated because they've already because they're the last of the breed, yeah. and then they're, they're the most finest of the breed. So if you want one, get one now because you are not going to be able to get one um, very shortly. They, they are they are a car to get. Um, get a big fan of the, of the of the Ford Turbo, so get on one of those. That's that's a good pickup by you, Alan. I was I was impressed. <laughs> Um, for me, uh, anything like anything late model HSV or FPV, um, because just just because you know the Commodore and Falcon are, are saying bye now. Um, exactly. uh, you're, you're putting a Commodore at the 
Yeah, yes. Wow, wow. That's, that's interesting because uh, you, you're very clearly a Ford man. <laughs> but then, look, I'm a Ford man, yeah, but, but I, I, I'm, I'm not, I don't hate Holden. So, so a good car is a good car. A good car is a good car. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of Holden. I wanted, I wanted a Maloo, but again, two-door car, um, just, just not practical. You know, two-seater, I'd, I'd love a Maloo. I'd just like to say a Maloo as well, if you can, if you can get your hands on one. Yeah. That, because... It looks incredible. <laughs> I, I, I don't have a job where I need to, you know, I need a ute, but damn, I want one. Yeah. Like, I could see myself in a suit going to an office in, in a Maloo. It's just, it's just that kind of a car. Yeah. It's, it's a big middle finger to, like, all you other corporate guys, but you can just do it anyway yeah. because it's a, it's, it's a Maloo. They just, they, they just look ridiculous. They do. They just... Uh, even, like, just the, uh, the standard, I think it was the R8s, they're, they're incredible cars as well, even though they're, they're priced... Close to, I guess, those businessman cars. Yeah. And uh, boy, do they give them a run for their money. Oh, they do. And uh, most, a lot of times, they'll beat them. Yep. And uh, if you, you know, if you're not about the badge, then certainly that's a great car to, you know, be using in an office kind of space. It's just making a lot of noise. Yeah. And uh, you know, a bit of disregard for the rules. Oh yeah. So. Just flick the button on your bimodal exhaust and open up the exhaust, and then you hear, and then you wake up the neighbors. Believe me, I, I can certainly get behind HSVs. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah big time. Like I, as, as I said, um, Malus, uh, I've, I've put forward Malus a few times in the show. Big fan of Malus because um, they're just ridiculous, and yeah, they make they make big power, and um, one one they look cool and they drive really well. If you've, if, ever, if you've ever been in one. They 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 drive like like a club sport. They got really good suspension. They're, 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 you can take them to a track day. They're, they're that sorted. Um, HSV has always been on on the top of their game when it comes to when it comes to that sort of stuff. So um, definitely get on a Malu. Even the late model GTS with the supercharged engine, the LSA engine. That's I mean they started at 100 k, but um they 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 won't lose much money because they're they're the finest of the breed. And rumors having it with this with a new like HSV coming out later, um, surely get on those as well. Um, another HSV for me would be um, anything any of the mana, yeah, the, the HSV Monaros, so the the, the GTS or GTOs. They're already going up in value, so if you want to get one, get your hands on one now because they're going to be hard to get. And Monaros in general, yeah, well, just because they don't make them anymore, and they were good cars. They were, um, they were, they were there for the fun. They weren't there, you know, pick up three kids and take them anywhere. Was, <laughs> they were there just to have fun. They, they were a car for, you know, for drivers. Yeah, they were. You're right. They were a proper drivers' car, and, and even even the late models. If you, if you if you get them, my pick of them, Monaro CVZ, one of the last ones with the, like the bonnet scoop things. Um, if you want to get one, get one of those because um, last of the breed, the best one they made. If you can get one with the with the with the manual as well. I reckon that's pick of the bunch. Real, real good car. Was there also a uh, an all-wheel drive? Remember? There was. Good pickup. The, the Coupe 4. Coupe 4, yeah. I, I remember it from the Shannon's ad. The Shannon's ad, that's right. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the Coupe 4 was... Um, they came an automatic, but um, they, they used the... Um, I'm pretty sure it was the Adventurer. You, you know, the, the OSUV, the thing they had. They, they used that drivetrain. So it, 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 they had a really weird, really weird system like the... Because um, I remember there being something possibly an issue with uh, because the front wheel front wheels were driven, yep. and something about the exhaust maybe not fitting around. Or it was the, the um, it was the the sump, the, the oil sump. sump. Okay. So they actually they actually made the sump differently, so that then the the front drive shaft would go. It actually would like it go through where the sump would be. Okay. So it's if you look at one, you'd be like, hang on a minute, what the hell? But uh, it worked, and um, they handled really worked, well. Exactly. Um, I think Motor Magazine said it was um, HSV's Quattro so you know like Quattro Beta pretty much so 
but I'm um, was with big money. Like that, that, that's already a classic. That was a classic at the time it, what well, time it came out. Um, but if you can get one cheap, get on it because you know anything HSV or FPV related, even even anything obscure like a like like Tickford TE and TS fifties in the AUs. The, you know which ones I'm talking about? The T threes, the, the seriously, the ones that looked like they looked really good. They had the five point six liter um, Windsor. It was a stroked, a stroked five liter Windsor, and um, they made two hundred fifty kilowatts. Had a lot of torque. The best, I reckon, to be honest, the best sounding Falcon ever. They sounded that good. Um, drank fuel like a fish, but that was the point of it. It was, it was supposed to be an angry, angry HSV beta. Um, they're they're holding their value. So if you're going to get one, they're already going up in value. The lowest I seen them go for was about twenty k. Now they're at, now they're at thirty grand. So get one now if you want to get a get a um get a T three TS fifty or TE fifty. Yeah, I'm just a little confused. I don't think I could put good looking and AU Falcons in the same. Kind <laughs> they were a good looking car. They were right at the end of the AU's life. Um, big fan of them. Big fan of them. Um, also, uh, I, know, I know it's not I know it's not Aussie Fords, but um, T three turbo all wheel drives. Um, they're going up in value. Get, I've spoken about those on the show before. Get on those because they're already having heading up to ten k. I've seen I've seen a really clean one for like almost fifteen grand. Get on them. Um, I'm just trying to think. What you got? You got any any other Aussie cars that, that you might know about? Uh, I don't think I have any other Australian cars. Yeah, unfortunately, I've got one more. Um, ED XR8 Sprint. Um, they're already they're already commanding big values. Um, so they're already in the fifteen sixteen grand mark. They're next to blow because they're. Talking about late late eighties muscle cars, the the Ford uh, ESPs, uh, European Sports Packs, they're, they're already through the roof. For, doors gates shut on those. Forget about it. You're looking at 30, 40, 30 to forty grand for a clean one. Next to blow EDX rates. If you want to get into the, if you want to get a good Aussie car starter, um, car classic starter, that and you'll be eligible for um, club registration soon. So that's the next one to get. Get on that. Take it from me. EDX rates sprint. Get on them. Um, all right. Well. Well, I think we'll go to a song. Um, you were telling me a car during the break, Julian. Uh, yeah, I just uh, the the triple S Pulsar. Yeah, well, yeah. B- big fan of those. Yeah, well, what can I say? It's a it's a good choice, obviously. Is, yeah, um, uh, especially in the N15 and N14 trim um, when they came with the, the good old SR SR20. Um, really rapid for the day. There was, there was it was the hot hatch when we didn't have a hot hatch in in, in Australia. It was um, the, the the unsung hero, real cool car. Um, Good choice. I'm a big fan of that one. Thank so, you. That one's popular among uh, pee platters, isn't it? It still is a popular popular among pee uh, platters because they, they they can they can, they're quick, they're fun to drive. Um, you can get good power in SR. So kids, kids, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So that's uh, a good choice. I'm a big fan of the Triple uh, S. Um, for my final car, uh, collector car, I'm going to mention something that's technically a little cheating because when you consider its price and its range, it's already technically a collector's <laughs> car, really. Yeah. But uh, the Mercedes-Benz SLS. Ah, uh, yes. That was the spiritual successor to the 300 SL. Mm-hmm. And that itself is a beautiful car, the 300 SL, but that's already classic, too expensive, you know. Millions of dollars. Yeah, <laughs> so this one is... Somewhat cheaper. I think it was placed, priced around seven hundred to eight hundred thousand Australian dollars. I think with our luxury car tax and everything else. Yep. And uh, it looks stunning. The gullwing doors are just incredible, and you just you know to have. Uh, I believe uh, I think I heard it on Top Gear originally, but they have to put explosives in the doors in case the car does Rolls flip over, over yep. so that the doors can blast open so you can get out. Otherwise, it's the you know the car <laughs> flipped over. Get out of the door. <laughs> hey, is it a real thing? Yes. 
it's a, it's a safety feature for the the SLS because as you see with the Goldwing doors, yeah, yeah. if the car's on its roof, they're How's not going to open. <laughs> oh, well, and you, uh, you know, so it's got sensors in there that lets lets the car know that it's upside down, and then the doors blast off. And you technology can get it with safety, you know, it's an incredible car with safety, and it just once again, I. I can't stop talking about how incredible it looks. It just, it's so beautiful, especially just in the silver. And the engine itself, I think it was 420 kilowatts. We just checked up 6.2 litre V8. Yeah. You know, naturally aspirated, which is, you want a V8 to be naturally aspirated. You All want that motor. sound. You just, you just need that incredible sound. And uh, unfortunately, it's being replaced by the AMG GT, which is just a twin turbo V8, and it doesn't have the gullwing doors anymore. I'd forgive it if it still had the doors, but <laughs> they took away the doors. They and, took it- uh, the doors. That's that's what made the car. That's what made it the successor to the 300 SL. It was those incredible gullwing doors, and they just. I, I guess I'm not in charge, and you know I don't think I'll ever be in charge of something like that. <laughs> they made the decision, and uh, you know they'll still sell cars, but the the SLS in particular now that it's no longer being made, uh, I believe once again when people see the value of those incredible cars. They'll go up, and uh, they're already expensive, but they'll go up even higher. And possibly, like the 300 SL is now, um, you know, maybe 40 years down the track, we'll see the SLS priced at a similar point. I de- definitely think so. That would be with that one. That's um, just the gullwing as, as well. Just sell the car, um, and it came in a spider as well. I believe it came, it came in a convertible. Yes, it did. Yeah. Um, but obviously, no gullwings. But um, de- yeah. Definitely on the list. Uh, that's a cool car. Big fan of that one. And um, on that same event, uh, slightly more affordable is just the uh, the pre turbo C sixty threes. Yes, which are also the the V eight with incredible sound. Oh yeah, um, a lot more attainable, especially second hand. And uh, since they've been replaced by you know twin turbo V eights as well, the sounds are no longer there. The car's different. So I believe the the, the naturally aspirated ones certainly will become classics and uh, collector cars so now is I'd say a great time to get them while they're you know, still depreciating while people still don't I guess know their full value and um, once once I guess people recognise that prices start going up you know we'll see them at higher ranges that they've never been before yeah I, I agree I, I reckon that the, the previous model CCC3 just the engine sold the car to, to a lot of people it, it's, it's just a brilliant motor um, all hand built of, of course you know being AMG um that engine, renowned for its, you know, just it's just torque and it's it's just all motor ability, um, and and the the fluidity of it, it's just so smooth. Yeah. Um, you you've been in one? Yes, I've I've driven one illegally. <laughs> I'd say that. <laughs> I've driven one when I shouldn't have driven one with uh, five very large men in the car in total, <laughs> and the car did not care. It just flew. Yeah. I think we we may hypothetically have been at 180 kilometers an hour. <laughs> but, you know, that's hypothetically. That's, 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 hypothetically. Hearsay. that's hearsay and uh, nothing to confirm it. And we were all P-platers or we weren't. But that was just the car did not miss a beat. It did not care. It was it was going just flying. And, uh, yeah, I I fell in love with it. Yeah. Unfortunately, I can't afford one yet. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you never know in the future. Yep. No, I, I reckon it's a great choice. Um, yeah, big big fan of that CC3. If I could, if I could have the money, and if I could afford one, I'd buy one. I'd hand on heart, I'd buy one. I'd buy one of those, and I'd, I'd probably buy because it wasn't really loved. Um, a Lexus ISF. I was always a fan of those five liter V8. Um, they oh. they sounded good as well. Uh, it's, uh, uh, it's hard. I take the CC3 over over the uh, ISF just, but um, but definitely the ISF because they're, they're so rare. They're, uh, they definitely are rare. I'd um, I'd I'd put that in there because there's a lot of CC3s around. Um, on the topic of euros. Uh, moving over to their arch nemesis BMW, um, 
E36 M3. If you're gonna get it, if you're gonna get an M3, it's probably the E30 M3 is a ridiculous amount of money. E46s have kind of plateaued, um, but at E36 you can get you can get real cheap. And I reckon the E36s sound better than the E46, and they drove really well as well. One of those, get get your hands on while you can. Um, and the Z4M, B- big fan of the Z4M. Uh, yes, they, I can't say they were beautiful cars. They're not the nicest. They're, car, they're but, not the nicest looking car, but. They are uh, they're two door kind Twin of turbo six yeah and uh, very nice cars for drivers yeah it's all around and uh, I believe you know eventually once again when people really see their value and there's less of them available the value will climb we'll climb yeah. uh, couldn't agree more um, a few few more cars I was, was going to quickly add because we we, we got to get to our um, get to our quiz which Alum's in the hot seat for the illustrious quiz the illustrious quiz I'm planning on winning yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, uh, t- Mark IV Supras with the 2JZ Turbo. Oh, uh, yes, I can agree with that. Yeah, um, every, everyone knows a Supra. Even Julian knows what a Supra is. Certainly do. <laughs> um, uh, the, the, the 2JZ in general is just a fantastic engine. It's so strong. People make a ridiculous amount of horsepower. People swear by those motors. Um, and they drive well. Like Even in stock trim, they handle well. They stop well. They, they, they drive well. They're a great car. In the States, they're worth a lot of money. Um, because they, they were because they, they were American delivered there. We never actually had Mark IVs delivered here. They're all imports, but um, you can get them cheap. You can, get, you can pick them up. You can pick some up for about twenty k, like for a kind of nicey one. The nicest one you're gonna you're gonna buy in Australia would be thirty five grand. They're about to jump in value, so if, get one now. Um, that's 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 my that's my big one. Get on a two JZ Supra ASAP. And, and yeah, I'd say try and get one unmodified. Yes, definitely. Uh, a lot of people. They do right by their cars, or they try to do right by their cars, but they end up doing stupid modifications, just things at home, dodgy things, yep. and it just devalues the car. And that's one of the reasons why the the prices will surge as well, because people end up going to end up breaking their cars. Yeah, they end up crashing their cars. And uh, once there's less of them on the road, there are less of them available just in total. Um, there's just the price goes up automatically. Um, I completely agree. I also reckon that. Well, in, from Japan, a lot of them come with like big exhausts and stuff. Anyway, like you know, when they were imported here, I don't mind an exhaust. Um, a couple little things here and there, but anything ridiculous, like when they've up the boost, and when, when if you're looking, if you want an investment that that's gonna gonna keep your money, you want the cleanest, most original one you're gonna find. Exactly. And if you've got one with like a pink interior or something, just walk away. <laughs> <laughs> from from the early two thousands, the sex spec era, very and, nice, uh, very nice, and, and the. <laughs> And the Rice era. Um, my last car for the night, though. Um, you a fan of rotaries? Oh. <laughs> it, it, you know, in the right spec. In the right spec. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna come out and say it. Um, FD RX7 twin turbo. They just like, they're a great looking car. They one of the best handling cars to come out of Japan. Um, just just beautiful car in general. I'm a big fan. Of, like okay, they're high maintenance. They're being being a rotary. But if you know how to look after them, they'll look after you. And you're supposed to thrash them. They're, they're made to be redlined. You know, they're, they're made to be taken all the way up to you know to screaming past nine thousand RPM. When you put them around town, they don't like it being a rotary and being like this. This sort of kind of like a two-stroke, though the way they way they work. But um, definitely in definitely an RX7. Um, a couple of roughies out there just to chuck. Um, obviously triple S pulsar, as Julian said. Proton Sastra GDI. I reckon that'll be kind of that'll be kind of um. It's it's got a niche market. Keep keep an eye on that. Um, Suzuki Swift GTIs are really going up in value. Keep an eye on those. Um, and obviously, um, anything anything. Um, oh, what was I going to say? 
anything MX5, anything early MX5, because because they've hit officially, um, you know, club club retro spec. Um, and keep an eye out for them because I reckon they're they're going to boom. There's, there's a bazillion of them around, but there's a demand for them. Yeah. So, so then, so keep an eye out for those. We got a text on the text line before we get to our quiz. Um, it's from Callum. He says, "Great show. Looking forward to Bluetooth improvements. Hopefully in cars. Yes, because mm. um, most most Bluetooths are shocking. My <laughs> um, one doesn't even work." <laughs> Um, he's like, I'd like to hear from Alan about shotgun rules in cars. So, w- when, you claim, when, when you claim shotgun... Oh, this is gold. Yes, very okay. good. <laughs> we'll discuss it in a second. Just one thing I wanted to mention. The the RX-7 now, we discussed this, I think, on the, the last program I was on. Yep. And uh, we just we discussed the Veilside kit. Ah, uh, yes. And it's one of those, should you or should you not? Because if you want the best value out of your car, you should technically leave it unmodified. But... I personally believe, if it's fitted correctly and painted correctly, that that kit that kit can add value to the car. It's fantastic, that kit, isn't it's, it? It's, 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 it's the best wide body kit ever. Terribly impractical. Yeah, but you, you, you won't go over any speed humps. If somebody throws a tennis <laughs> ball on the road in front of you, you know you have to go around that. But it just looks. It makes the car look amazing. Oh, it looks epic with that. And with the with the shotgun rules, Callum. Uh, <laughs> we should put it out there. This has been a, a, a extensively argued topic. Um, when, when you get multiple friends trying to catch uh, or trying to catch a ride together, <laughs> somebody's going to yell at shotguns. You know, everyone, no one wants to be in the back when there's three people, particularly when you have got my car. Um, <laughs> thankfully, I've never had to be in the back of that. Uh, but we believe that the moment you make a move to leave, uh, the first person to see the car that yells out shotgun has the right to shotgun. Now, Callum would disagree <laughs> because he believes that everyone has to be outside already. And uh, was there any other... Wait, well, you have to see the car. Yeah. Did, no, did, I, did you mention that? I agreed. With, you have to see you, the car. You need to see the car. You have to see the car. You definitely have to see the car. Yeah, that, that's a very important. Uh, otherwise, you can do what Christian does and then just call it whenever you want. <laughs> that's a lie. Um, like you did a couple of days ago. I didn't lie. That, that's a lie? <laughs> no, it could have been a lie or it could have been the truth. Oh, you know, it was a lie. Um, <laughs> but we believe you have to see the car and as long as you're making a move to leave... Okay. That counts. That counts. So, so for, for those of you at home wondering how the shotgun rules work, this is this is our personal rules, but we believe they're the most diplomatic rules. Look, if you want, I have a whole blog about this. <laughs> uh, we probably won't post a link about it, but um, yeah, they're the rules. <laughs> and believe me, Julian knows his shotgun rules as well. That's true. So, I do. Yeah. Look, we're going to go to our last break of the night, and then we're going to come back with the quiz. So, um, we'll see you quickly back on the on the other side of this. Point nine Northwest FM. Um, we're back with Car Talk with Matty J. Um. One more thing from Anthony on our Facebook page. He said to us, he's like, define a classification of a classic post-20 years. Yes, we, we kind of agreed to in the 80s. He's like, C34 Stagia with the, um, with the old, you know, the Skyline running gear, obviously. I reckon that's a cool, that's a cool car. Yeah, that's definitely a cool car. All right, let's, it's time for the car quiz with, you know, with Manny J. So, yeah, so, so Julian, drum roll, please. I don't know how well that went into the microphone. My fingers uh, are probably going to fall off because I hit it so hard. So. <laughs> the music's happening. We're, we're about to start. All right. So let me, let me get my counter out. Let, let me get Google up quickly. I'll <laughs> uh, get my good luck charms out. <laughs> Question one. What is unique about the Hyundai Velosta? Uh, I believe it is... Or it doesn't have a, door, a passenger door on one side. Correct. Yep. Um, Subaru 22B came with what size engine place, displacement? God. I'll say 2.2 later. 2.2 later, correct. The 85 fuel has a has a uh, has a 85% mix of what? Ethanol. Correct. Ooh, it's gonna happen. Jeez, you're three, you're from, three. three from three. Um, 
Question four. Late model 4AG engines came with what uh, What difference with the head? Ooh, I believe it was a uh, twin cam head. It was a twin cam head, but it was... um. They were, they were all twin cam, but it was something different. I'll give you one more chance. Uh, no idea? Uh, I'm going to say they were... Quad valve? No, oh, cl- is, they had five valves for cylinder, so... Uh, half a point. Half unexpected? Point. No, no. no. Oh, I've seen uh, these been handed out before. <laughs> no, he, he, he just put it out there. Um, all right. Uh, FPV finished in what year? 2014. Correct. Joel, you got lucky with that one. True or false? The first car FPV released was the F6 Typhoon. First car released? I'm going to say yes, true. False. No. It. It, was the, it was the GT and the Pursuit. <clears throat> um, question seven. The last Mitsubishi Evo released not long ago was called the what? Evo 10. Like the Evo, it was Evo 10, but it had a, it had an addition. Uh, I don't think I have anything. You gotta give me a clue. Well, being in the last edition, it's it's got something to do with being last. On a final edition. Oh my god, you just said it. <laughs> final edition. That's what it was called. Well, I tried. No, well, you got it. I have to give it to you. <laughs> Question eight: What was considered the the first hot hatch? The first hot hatch. I feel... Uh, for some reason I keep getting Ford Focus RS in my head, but I feel like that's not correct. There would have been something, definitely something before that. Uh, yeah, I got, I got nothing for that. VW Golf Mark 1 GTI. Uh, Question 9. The four-door versions of the R33 GTI were called the what? They were made by a company... But they were still classified as a GDR. Uh, Just putting it out there, Alan, you need to get them all right to equal the score. <laughs> you want some thinking music? Put it all right, I'll give you a clue. They um they did some S fifteens as well. Was it O Acutech or Otech? Ortec, that's Ortec. correct. So, we'll, uh, final question. You have to get this one right. The Proton Satria GTI was based on what car? You gave me the hardest question I've had. <laughs> no. Alan is sweating bullets right now. He yeah. is. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll give you a clue. It was based on a car. Okay. It's based on a car. I can't give too much right. Okay. It's based on a car that's been out before it, but they shared the platform. It's a Japanese car brand. They shared it with. Think of what it looks like. I'll be honest, I have no idea what it looks like. Uh, <laughs> Maddie, just tell me. No, uh, <laughs> secret. I think I'm going to have to concede this one. Concede this one? Oh, the Mitsubishi Mirage and and, um, uh, and Lancer. I was going to say that. I really was. And I was watching Mighty Car. Oh, I know. Well. <laughs> they, they mentioned it, it on there. They, they did. Exactly. They, they mentioned it. Sexy build. So one, two, what did you get three, last time? I think it was Sam last time. Six. One, two, three. Wait, how do we count? Them? One, two, three, four, five, six. You got six again. It's not bad. I'll it's, be back next time. You'll be back next time, Anthony <laughs> Falk. <laughs> Anthony Falk, the warning has been put. 
I will be back and I will take that title. <laughs> I'm just glad it wasn't me. I'm just going to read up on all the car trivia in the world. That's it. Yeah, just give me a couple of days. Give me a couple of days. And I'll, you know what? I'll, I'll be happy to have you in again because you, you're, you're, you're a great car guy. As, as are you, Julian? I am. I'm definitely a great car guy. Um, you guys, you, you, there were some hard questions on there, and but to be fair, the last one's a bit iffy. Um, but you, you got some of the you got some of the harder ones as well, like with, um, with the ethanol rating and and all that. So that that, that was really impressive. Um, we're gonna go to our last song of the night because we're, we're we're done for tonight. Um, we got stay tuned though. Stratus is coming in with Street Hustle. Um, until next time, take it easy. Thanks, you guys, for coming in. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for having us. Thank you. I have to get you guys in again, but um, yeah. Until then, take it easy.